On this episode of Dear Teenage Conservatives, I go over the news of the year and how we can look forward to 2022. All this on this episode of Dear Teenage Conservatives. As we look at the past year, 2021, the one thing that I try to think about overall is, is America a better place than it was in 2022? Now, a lot of people would initially, at first glance of the year, say, no, America is divided more than ever. We're having many political tensions, and we're not having civil discourse. Riots in our streets, riot at our capital in early 2021, and overall, a social division among this country. What I would say is going into 2021, nobody knew what was going to happen. We were facing the coronavirus, we had Black Lives Matter protests, and people were angry. And I think that overall, 2021 was a year, although many tragic and bad things happened, I think it was a year that shaped our country for the future, better or worse. Um, so Today, I just kind of wanted to go over some of those events that happened, dive deep into them, and explain why America is not divided, we are not split, and we are united. And the media and the mainstream news companies want to make you think that America is somehow this god-awful place that has so many... Uh, issues with itself and we need to figure ourselves out. I would say this. America is the best country in the world. We are the most free. We have the most free economy. We, before 2020 and 2021, had open discussions, civil discourse about what are our plans in the future? What are we going to do to better ourselves? So, one of the first things I wanted to talk about was the January 6th riot. So over 2021, um, I think the year was really shaped after the January 6th riot. And I say that because when we started reporting on January 6th about rioters storming the Capitol trying to stop our elections, and trying to interfere with how ballots were being counted because of regularities that they saw. I think that was the point where America and the media wanted to divide us. They took an opportunity, such as this horrible event that happened, and they took it upon themselves to make a narrative about what would fit them best, and in my opinion, what would fit the Democratic Party as best. And I personally do not think that day um, should be politicized. They had a, a memorial service at the Capitol, uh, almost commemorating the day. And I think, and I have also, I've said this many times in the past in my personal life to people that I know, I think history needs to be remembered. I think that we need to learn from our past, but we cannot dwell on our past. One thing that struck me when I saw those protests, because um, I'll just give my little uh, story of 
how I remember that day. I remember January 6th, and I was actually at school in a student council meeting, and I just remember all these people calling me, um, my friends, uh, my parents uh, texted me, and just people that I knew were all of a sudden like getting in contact with me, and so I was very confused, so I left the meeting and answered one of the calls. That's when I was told about what was happening at the Capitol, that there was rioters and that they stormed into the building and that they went, and I didn't know at the time, into the Senate. And sadly, as a result of that day, five people passed away. But I think that was the start of 2021, which really shaped the rest of the year. Because after that, I will say that America politically um, or not even politically, just our politicians, our politicians were divided, Republicans and Democrats. And I blame both Republicans and Democrats for not trying to unite after that day. Um, I do think Republicans made more of an effort, but I also think that there was extreme views in the Republican Party and Democrat Party, which infringed on us being able to unite after that. And instead of that being a learning experience for us and making laws so that wouldn't happen again, making it so the vice president's role um, presiding over the electoral count is more obvious. And we could have made legislation um, with the Democrats and Republicans could have reached across the aisle. Democrats could have reached across the aisle. And that didn't happen. And I think that's when people started seeing or not even seeing, just saying America's divided. Now, the next big thing I wanted to talk about was, in 2021, Biden's handling of the economy. Biden's handling of the economy, in my opinion, is nowhere up to par of what a president should be doing. When he became president, he promised us that he was going to shut down the virus that he was going to not shut down our economy, but rebuild it, bring back jobs, union jobs. That didn't happen. You know what happened? Unemployment was stagnant for months. Uh, The employment rate only rose by very small percentage amounts, way less than what we were always projecting. And Biden's economic policies and infrastructure deals and stimulus checks that he was trying to advocate for these families were not helping us. They were hurting us, taking trillions and trillions of dollars from our Federal Reserve and from hardworking taxpayers that we aren't even sure if we're going to be able to pay off in the next 10 years and put it in our pockets for $2,000. You know what, like, almost $2,000 for the year of 2021 got us? Not a lot. And I'll tell you, Not a lot of people needed that stimulus. If people needed money, they could have gone out and gone to work and got back into the workforce. Biden encouraged not working, which if you don't work, you're not working for the company. If a company doesn't get revenue, they're not able to to grow and flourish and become uh, better and build themselves up. And as a result, businesses had to pay higher taxes to be able to take up or make up for this uh, trillions in spending. And 
Biden got rid of tax cuts for businesses. And all of this wrapped us into an economic downfall. And not in the way of the stock markets. I don't talk about the stock markets um, a ton when I talk about economics in this country. What I'm talking about when I talk about economics is everyday families. Families that aren't invested on Wall Street, but are instead invested on Main Street. The people that are trying every single day, they're trying to just live. They're trying to work. They're trying to provide for their families, put food on the table. And I think that was incredibly harder. We've seen inflation, prices of some foods going up 20%, gas going up uh, $1.50 in some areas, a dollar. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, I don't see how Biden has helped our economy. Um, but that's just another huge thing that happened in 2021 uh, is that Everybody was so focused on um, the stock market. And I think the stock market is not what we need to focus on. Um, another huge thing that I want to talk about is the Afghanistan crisis. Um, soldiers sadly lost their lives because of this. We had a Taliban resurgence in the country. The government fell. The people backed in oppression because of a sloppy exit plan. I mean, there was even video of Joe Biden, I think 10 or 12 years ago, when he was vice president. And he was at a open forum with a bunch of people just talking about the war in the Middle East and Afghanistan. And he even told them then that for us to take troops out, we would need to first work for about six months getting civilians out that wanted to get out. Only then we would be able to start withdrawing military equipment over a year period. You want to know how fast we got out of Afghanistan? About a month. A month to get everything out, to get our people out. There's people still stranded there. The Pentagon lied to us. The White House lied to us about how many people were there that wanted to leave, that are still trapped. To this day, people are still in Afghanistan because they do not have the U.S.'s support to be able to get them out. And I think that's a real shame. Because not only are those people suffering now, but America's suffering. Because, not just because of Afghanistan, but many other things that are happening internationally. Escalations with China. I mean, just in the past month or two, we're having escalations with Russia over Ukraine in their defense. America has become a laughingstock when it becomes uh, weaker on the global stage. And now because we are becoming the laughingstock, our allies don't look up to us. Our allies are now saying, you know, you, you have your own issues. You guys are having crisis in all these nations around the world, not, not able to figure things out diplomatically. And I think we'll get to a point where our allies start saying, why don't we take charge? Why are we not the ones in the negotiating rooms leading conversations? Why are we not the ones that are making sure that we're negotiating our own terms? And Biden has lost that for us. He's lost a major part of what America is in the world. We used to be the best at anything when it came to our military. And I think we're being downgraded, sadly. 
And I think that is a result of Afghanistan mainly and Biden's handling of that, but other crises. And I think until he realizes that and our country realizes that, we won't grow and our military will still be weak. And we need to come to an understanding as a country that we don't have to agree with every single thing that a president does, and we don't have to disagree. I would say it right now. If Joe Biden did something to help the middle class, like tax cuts, I would be the first one cheering right now. But if he wants to raise taxes like he's doing, I'll be the first one booing. If he wants to have a botched exit in Afghanistan, I'll be the one booing. If he wants to escalate tensions with Russia and not be able to negotiate with Putin, I'll start booing. And the last thing I really want to talk about is just the state of our nation in general. Each year the president has a State of the Union. And they start off with saying our union is strong. I didn't want to start off this podcast that way because I feel like we need to address what the truth is and acknowledge that we have weaknesses, we have problems. We're people, we're a nation like any other in the world. We're never going to be perfect. But I really did want to end off with um, a quote by Lincoln. And it is a house divided upon itself cannot stand. He made that quote during the Civil War talking about slavery and the political divide in our country then. Now, I don't think that our divide now is anywhere close to that. But I think that tensions are increasing between radical right policies, radical left policies, and the people that stand with those policies on each side of the aisle. And I think the middle-class, hard-working American and the moderate voter, independents, moderate Republicans, moderate Democrats, have been left in the dark. And we've kind of been told to sit down and shut up and just wait and listen for these policies. And I don't think that's the way it needs to be anymore. I think going into 2022, we need to be able to make our own decisions, elect people that we see as fit, not popular, elect politicians that we see as being morally right. And I think overall, in general, we just need to love our neighbor. You know, I, we talk about many times in American history of us facing challenges, um, whether it's a world war or it's an economic crisis. We've always, at the end of the day, been able to unite under a common goal that every single one of us in this country love this country, and we're all Americans. And I think even though people don't want to admit that they love this country, they do. And I think even though people don't want to admit we have issues, we do, and they care. And once our divisions are healed, once we can fix the issues that are intertwined into our nation, once we can patch and sow the civil disobedience that we've seen from the left and the right at the Capitol, and on the streets of cities around the country. 
we'll be able to stand united. Like Lincoln said, a house divided cannot, or a house divided cannot stand. So we must unite. We must be the bigger people at the end of the day. Not let our politicians dictate to us what to do, but dictate to them the will of the people. Tell them what we want, not the other way around. We elect our politicians. They do not dictate to us. And so in the midterms, I hope everybody out there that's listening goes out and votes, whether it's Republican or Democrat, even though I hope it's Republican. And let your voice be heard. Pick the politician that you think is going to represent your interests. And think to yourself, who's the one that's going to help with our foreign policy? Who's going to help with our economy? Who's going to slow the spread of COVID? Who's going to bring America back to its stance in the global community that it was? And who's going to unite this nation back to where it originally was 20 or 30 years ago? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Dear Teenage Conservatives. Um, I really just wanted to kind of interact with you guys and give you my opinions on the year 2020 or 2021 and just kind of give up a summary of how the year went under the Biden administration. If you have not already, please follow me on Instagram at Austin DeLorme underscore. That is A-U-S-T-I-N. D-E-L-O-R-M-E underscore. And I post regular updates about how my podcasts are going. You can see when they're posted if um, your notifications are not on already on whatever streaming platform you're on. Um, But yeah, I just kind of wanted to share my opinion. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dear Teenage Conservatives. And this is me signing off.